message, I had a totally different message in mind this week to be preaching on. And uh, as the week started going by, especially the first part of the week, just being hit with need after need after need after need. And uh, really for me, that, that day it was stormy. It was kind of nice because I was just kind of by myself here at the church. Uh, I like driving in storms. I always have. And uh, so anyway, I was just up here by myself. And the first, really that first morning, Wednesday morning, I was just inside. I just felt like weeping. As I see all the things that are happening around us and all the things, you know, being announced and all that kind of stuff. It's all the things that aren't being announced that was really getting to my heart. And the needs of people, the frustrations of people, uh, the crisis that people are going through, sicknesses, diseases, and depression, and just so many, so many things. And anyway, and then I'm looking how we're handling it through this time. And I don't think we're necessarily handling it the best through this time. And so we're, uh, this, this is where this message kind of came from. And it's about the signature of God. And I just want to talk to you this morning about, you know, so much discussion today, uh, this is God, that's God, and we're throwing his name around quite a bit. And it's not necessarily always God uh, when we're throwing that name around. And so I just kind of want to show people that, well, this is what it's supposed to be. This is the, what's supposed to be happening when we use that name, the name of God. And we're going to be reading from James chapter 3, 7 uh, to 18. 7 to 18. So if you want to turn there in your Bibles. It says, people can tame all kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, fish. But no one can tame the tongue. It is a restless and evil, full of deadly poison. Sometimes it praises our Lord and Father, and sometimes it curses those who have been made in the image of God. And so blessing and cursing come pouring out of the same mouth. Surely, my brothers and sisters, this is not right. Does a spring of water bubble out with both fresh water and bitter water? Does a fig tree produce olives or grapevine produce figs? No, you can't draw fresh water from a salty spring. If you're wise and understand God's ways, prove it by living an honorable life, doing good works with the humility that comes from wisdom. But if you're bitter jealousy and if there's selfish ambition in your heart, don't cover up the truth with boasting and lying. For jealousy and selfishness are not God's kind of wisdom. For such things are earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. For wherever there is jealousy and selfish ambition, there you will find disorder and evil of every kind. But the wisdom from above is, first of all, pure. It is peace-loving, gentle at all times, willing to yield to others. It is full of mercy and the fruit of good deeds. It shows no favoritism and is always sincere. And those who are peacemakers will plant seeds of peace and reap a harvest of righteousness. Father, I just pray that you would help me to communicate your word here this morning, that Lord, as you laid upon my heart, that you would also lay it on the hearts of all of us who are listening here today. God, whether we're here in person or whether we're online, that Lord, we would hear your word and we would apply it to our hearts. And so Lord, I just pray by your Holy Spirit that you would speak to us today. In Jesus' name, amen. So this morning, I want to 
share with you about the signature of God. You know, it's a, God's signature is actually a very clear signature. And the Bible kind of gives us those things to help us to identify what is from God and what's not from God. And, and today there's just so much confusion, I find, of what is God and what's not of God. Now, what is it being a Christian and what is it not being a Christian? Many today are saying, well, I got God's backing and going back and forth, and we're all declaring that God is with us, and yet we're kind of coming against each other. So there's a confusion that is out there. Some people are using the name of God and using the name of Christianity in ways that really don't represent God at all. There's nothing of God in it at all. And we've seen that throughout our histories. When you uh, look at some of the wars that have taken place throughout our history, all in the name, not all of them, but some of them were in the name of God. Or we look at some of the um, executions that took place where people were burned at stakes. Think of the person Tyndale that wrote the Bible. Well, that desire to write the Bible, to put it into our hands, cost him his life. They burnt him at the stake, of course, in the name of God. And then we, we've seen him, people put in imprisonment. We've seen false teachings. And even in the education system where there was abuses in our education systems, but again, using the name of God when God wasn't in there at all. So we've seen some of these things take place in our history and there's been that misrepresentation of our God. And unfortunately, we're still seeing it today. Because, as you know, we, we, we look around to our, our newscasts, we look around to the uh, social media and all those kinds of things, and everybody's saying, God's behind this, God's behind this. And you're kind of figuring, well, well you're opposing views. So how can God be on both sides if your views are opposing? And again, just so much confusion out there. And as Christians, I think we need to be careful. And that's the part where I really want to be speaking to Christians today more so. That we need to be careful how we're speaking and how we're reacting during this time. Because we really are seeing a lot of verbal exchanges that are not good. And we're, we're placing judgments over one another that is not good, that's causing offense and divisions and misrepresentations of the gospel. And, and so much so that I'm finding that the world is responding to us and saying, you know, I don't think that's Christianity. And I'm thinking, like, we should be embarrassed. We should be embarrassed as Christians when the world comes and begins to tell Christians that I don't think that's Christianity. And so we really need to be careful of what we're saying to another and what we're saying to that world audience and especially careful when we say, oh, this is God. Because sometimes even as Christians, we can be guilty of misrepresenting the God that we serve. And when we do, you know, the gospel message is hindered. Now, as I said, this isn't a new problem. We've seen that throughout history. Even in the Bible, the Bible talks about things like that as well. And here as we read in this passage of Scripture, the book of James, James was addressing this, this issue to the Jewish Christians who were kind of sometimes a little bit 
thinking they were more superior than the other Christians. And things would get said, and they would make you do things that didn't really have anything to do with God, but it was just kind of pushing their superiority as a group. And so James began to address issues like arrogance, superior thinking, jealousy, boasting, envy, lying, verbal abuse, self-seeking in the church of all places. That's where he was doing. And we see that people were looking for recognition, self-promotion, manipulating one another to gain an advantage. And of course, the need to be right. That's always important for people. And they were getting very vocal about their opinions. And this was affecting their behavior as Christians. And it was leading to some problems in the church. There was disorder in the church. People were being hurt. People were being offended. People were being turned off the faith. And James was coming along and saying, listen, like, this isn't right. This isn't right. See, God is not a God of disorder. That is not his signature. 1 Corinthians 14, says, For God is not a God of disorder, but of peace, as in all the meetings of God's holy people. Should be in every meeting. Peace. So when we see disorder happening, it's kind of a sign to us to tell us that, you know, this isn't God. It's not God. You know, the, the word disorder is a word used for anarchy and political turmoil. I kind of found it interesting as I was reading one of the uh, commentaries that it referred to the, the Greek god at that time who is the uh, god of chaos and, and the god of disorder, and his name happens to be Coronis. I said, man, that's pretty close to cor- the coronavirus, isn't it? Oh. Well, actually, that's with a K, Coronis with a C, so it's, it's not the same. But still, with you know, all the things that are going on in our politics and our social media, I would have to say they're more in line with that God, Coronis, than with the God that we're saying that we serve. James is on further. He warns us of the danger of, of getting caught up in these kinds of things, and it can open a door even to the demonic realm. And as people go down that road, then people begin to lose it, and the door gets open for even more evil to abound. That's what disorder does. It just keeps going. It multiplies. And so James is really encouraging us as Christians, don't get caught up in these areas where we assassinate one another in the name of Christ. And as I said, too many things today are getting claimed in the name of God, in the name of Jesus, when really it has nothing to do with Jesus or God at all. And again, just take a look at our news. Take a look at our social media. And as I do that myself, I say, God, you must be grieved. How we're bashing one another and allowing our opinions to cause divisions among ourselves and divisions among our families, divisions among our friends. That's one of the things that this whole COVID has caused. People are so frustrated. We're lashing out. And we need to be careful because that lashing out is causing a lot of issues and problems. James, the brother of Jesus, he warns us that this behavior is not a signature of Jesus and what Jesus would do. And he tells us in verse 10, he said, And so blessings and cursing come pouring out of the same mouth. Surely, my brothers and sisters, this is not right. And I think that's an admonishment 
that we need to take into consideration as well, watching what we're saying at this time. And I know we all can, you know, make our mistakes. We all get frustrated. I get frustrated. I really can't watch the news. I, I start to watch a few minutes, and it just starts to stir up inside of me. I think you've got to turn it off. That's, I don't need to have those kinds of thoughts or attitudes. That's not what God wants me to have. Or if I'm on social media, I just got to go flip, flip, flip through some of these things, saying, I can't be reading all that stuff. I've read this side. I read that side. I've checked it all out. I just got to stay out of it because you just get caught into it. And so we got to be careful of that. It's easy. It's easy to get into it. So in this time of frustration and political unrest and all of us having our expert opinions, because if you have an opinion, you obviously believe you're right or you wouldn't bother expressing that opinion. Maybe we take a look at ourselves and really ask ourselves, is this what God wants? Is this the representation that I'm supposed to be doing at this time, you know, I'm looking at, you know, there's been many believing that, you know, God is going to pour out his spirit. There's going to be many that are going to come to Christ through this time and after this time. And I think then we better as a church make sure we're in the right place that people will look to us and say, yeah, I remember that was we were going through that. You guys displayed a right attitude to this. And I think that's important. And so, James, he wants to help us out in this area. And he reminds us of qualities that show us this is the signature of God. These are the things we need to examine ourselves by to see if we're truly representing the God we're professing and the God that we serve. And it comes down to verses 17 and 18 that really gives us the guidelines to tell us what would be the signature of God, what would be the things that we should be looking for to determine whether something is of God or if it is not. James 3, 17 to 18, those chapters again, it says, But the wisdom from above is, first of all, pure. It is peace-loving. It is gentle at all times. It's willing to yield to others. It is full of mercy and the fruit of good deeds. It shows no favoritism and is always sincere. Then those who are peacemakers will plant seeds of peace and reap a harvest of righteousness. So I really believe that's God's wisdom for us at this hour, that we need to apply to our lives, apply to our conversations, apply to our actions, that our actions might line up with what would be true representatives of God. So the first thing that James points out to us that would be... uh, considered as a sign of God's signature would be the word purity, be pure. Now, this is not just uh, referring to be free from sin or from a morally pure, but being free from any self-seeking attitude, free from alternative motives, free from anything that would be harmful to others. And so as we look at ourselves, you know, are our motives pure? Are we speaking and acting out of frustration and the the need to be right, the need to be heard? Or are we speaking out of a purity, of a pure heart? See, the purity would represent God. That person would be a person that would be committed to righteous behavior, a a conscious uh, attitude in doing that which is right. Person being free from anger, being free from frustration. So when it comes to signs that something is, is it of God or is it is not, we need to look for purity. There's a purity there. 
pure motives, pure heart, pure actions. Second sign of the signature of God is to be peace-loving. Peace-loving is that desire to see people at peace. It's the opposite of stirring up trouble, rioting, and causing disturbances. I think a lot of what we're seeing today is really just simply a result of frustration that people are doing things they normally would not do. Peace-loving is coming on the scene, looking to bring reconciliation among people, bringing people back together, bringing calm back into a situation. Peace means to have freedom from war, freedom from disturbance, bringing harmony, serenity, quiet, calm. Peace-loving is the pursuit of all of this. Living at peace with everybody is not always easy, but it is a signature of the true God and his desire to bring peace. After all, is not his name the Prince of Peace? So obviously, peace is an important signature of God. St. Francis of Assisi, he understood that very well, and his prayer uh, during this time was, Lord, make me an instrument of thy peace. Where there is hate, may I bring love. Where there is offense, may I bring pardon. May I bring unison in place of discord. So when we're trying to figure out is something of God or something not of God, then we really need to be looking for that sign, is it peace-loving? Is that, what's, is that what's happening? Is it taking place? Then that's something we need to be looking for because God loves peace. God is the God of peace. So it's obviously very important to him. Then a third quality to the signature of God is gentleness. Are we responding with a gentle response? Is there a consideration of others? Is there a kindness being displayed, a courtesy, a politeness? Are we just trashing people? Having a gentle spirit is what displays the signature of God. Being a person who makes allowances for the weakness or for the ignorance of someone else. It's keeping the focus of making the kindest response possible. And I realize that we are in a season, I'm frustrated, everybody is frustrated. I understand that. But we need to be ever so careful because words expressed in frustration usually don't end well. God's people should be marked with this gentle spirit that doesn't insist on our own rights or, you know, we're not quoting the letter of the law, we're not being a Bible thumper, but if people respond with a leniency of love, that would be a sign of God's signature. And it's interesting, it says, I want you to be gentle at all times. Not just once in a while, at all times. Is there a gentleness through this season that we're living in as we talk with one another? Number four, our fourth characteristic of the sinners of God is a willingness to yield. A humility where there is strength under control. A willingness where we are open to a discussion, where we're open to reason, where we're open to be taught, where we're being teachable, a willingness to hear the other side of the story and a readiness to yield and even to submit to others if necessary. Sometimes we can get so caught up in our rights or opinions and our need that we have to be right that, you know what, there's no moving it. You can't move those individuals. And everyone else and their opinion then is what? They're wrong. Everybody else is wrong and I'm right. 
We got the facts and they don't. And we can go down that road. It's not a good road. That's not God's way. God's signatures will be found in people that are open to others, willing to yield their viewpoint for the sake of that other person. We need to be working on diffusing a conflict, not creating a bigger one. And we're seeing that in our world right now. We just want to, oh, that wasn't enough. Let's, let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. Let's make it worse. We're not trying to diffuse it. We're trying to make it worse. We're not to do that. God's signature is seen in people who are willing to yield to others that will put others' interests above their own. Fifth sign of the signature of God, mercy. Mercy is kindness and action. Mercy is kindness and excess of what is expected. Mercy is a disposition to be kind and forgiving. It is a compassion that is moved by sympathy and pity, and pity, but with the desire to help, the desire to put action to those words. Mercy is more than just a feeling, but it's an action. We do something about it. Mercy moves us to do something, even doing something for someone that maybe doesn't deserve it at all. But that's what mercy does. May we be moved more in this area of mercy. You know, we shouldn't be waiting until you know, somebody is, has been favorable to us or, or somebody's in a desperate situation before we react. We should be ready to act right away. Show and to live in mercy. That's who our God is. He's a God of mercy. He's a God of love, of compassion, of mercy, slow to anger, abounding in love, abounding in grace towards us. That's his signature. Mercy. Mercy. Number six, in signatures of God, you'll see good deeds being done, good works being done. You know, one's Christianity cannot just be shown by our words. It needs to be shown by our lifestyle as well. And that lifestyle, we need to be showing that we're doing things that are beneficial for others, things that are genuine and true and honorable and praiseworthy. It needs to be more than talk, but a demonstration of our lifestyles to do good. Kind, generous, considerate. Lifestyle has to accompany it. It's our obligation, again, that we demonstrate good works by the way we live and we speak. They're more important than what we think because they're a sign of the signature of God. That's of God. That's my people. If you're going to say, I'm doing things that God's behind me, then you're going to be seeing that you're doing good works. Number seven in the signatures of God are, are people who show no favoritism. They are impartial. They don't favor one side over the other side. There's no discrimination of race or color or wealth. There are people who are, fear, or who are fair and respectful to all people, considering others above themselves, as the Bible says, loving their neighbor as themselves. And as we look at all the discrimination that is going on in our world right now, this is a much-needed quality. God has nothing to do with discrimination. Don't be putting his name on that. God's not into discrimination. Rather, God loves us all. He loves each and every one of us. We're all equally important to him. God loves each one of us. Be careful in those times. Number eight, and signatures that point to God is sincerity, being sincere. Not just saying we love people or are compassionate about people, but actually 
We're doing it by our actions. Sincerity is being truthful and honest and not having a mask on. No hiding, no pretense, no deceit, no, no hypocrisy, no play acting. We got a lot of great actors out there today. I know we often tease our politicians about that, but you know, sometimes that is true out there. Some people, you know, great actors, but they don't do it at all. Well, we need to be sincere, honest, truthful, caring. Those are the things that show that we have God's signature upon our lives. And so may sincerity shine through us. Then lastly, in the signatures of God, we see the peacemakers, this word of peace being mentioned again. So not just being people who love peace, but also to be people that really work at bringing people back together, removing the hostilities or, or, or bringing people together to find common ground, working on solutions on those things that have divided us, finding ways of reconciliation and healing. Peacemakers are really, they're healers. They're in our world. They're not troublemakers. They're not, they're not people out there that encourage riots and insurrections. God is a God of peace. And his signature will be on people who are showing themselves to be peacemakers. People who are bringing people back together. It's interesting that the Bible says if you want to raise up a harvest of righteousness, there needs to be a certain atmosphere. And that atmosphere, God is saying, needs to be peace. So if you want good things to happen, strive to be a peacemaker. We need to be people of peace. Love peace live in peace, and people who create an atmosphere of peace, peacemakers, because peace is a signature of God. Now, I know as we read this passage, it kind of hits us, or it should hit us. And, and I hope it reminds you of that which is important and, and that which really qualifies to show that God's signature is on something. Because right now, there's a lot of confusion out there. Well, is this of God or isn't it of God? Because we're seeing you know, multiple sides, and everyone's claiming God's on their side. Well, you start, let's line it up with the Word of God. That's what we always need to do. Always come back to the Word. If you're in confusion, if you're wondering something, come back to the Word, because the answers are always in the Word of God. Too many things are happening right now that aren't of God, and yet they're saying they are of God. And James tells us, listen, look for the signature of God. Because as verse 17 again says, but the wisdom from above is first of all pure, it's peace-loving, it's gentle at all times, it's willing to yield to others, it's full of mercy, it's full of good deeds, it shows no favoritism, and it's always sincere. So may these words guide us. And as frustrations arise, may we remind ourselves that we need to be responding differently. I think of the scriptures that say, may the words of our mouth and may the meditations of our heart be pleasing to you, O God. May we shift our focus from all that's, these things that are being broadcasted to the people who are around us. This week, I, I just felt such a grieving and I was grieving with the people that had lost business or that they don't know what they're going to do with their business. There's people in our church that have businesses. They're not sure what they're going to do. They're weeping over that. 
Instead of getting my opinion out there, I think I need to weep with them. I need to cry with them and pray with them. There's some people that are heading to bankruptcy right now. And I'm talking about, these are needs I heard just this week. By Wednesday, these are things. Some people are living on their credit cards. Some are grieving over lost loved ones and not being able to gather with family and to find comfort and strength in their grieving. Some are missing their family. Some people, so I talked with them this week, they haven't seen their family since COVID started. They're grieving that. Some are sick. There's actually people that are getting sick out there. There are some that are dying. There's people that are hurting out there. There's people who are lonely. There are people who are depressed. There are people that are going deeper into their addictions trying to cope with all of this. Some people are out there trying suicide. Some are resorting to crime. There's all kinds of needs out there. And I could tell you a lot more, but if I started saying what they were, you could probably figure out who I was talking about. And I don't want you to do that. But I just want you to be aware there's lots of needs out there where we need to be focusing on one another and being the signature of God to our world. Because to be honest with you right now, Christianity is not in the limelight of being a good thing. Right now in our world, it is looked down upon. And through this whole COVID situation and political situation happening around the world, actually Christianity, people are putting it down instead of up. We need to be making sure that we stand up for the true God and for true Christianity and show it by our words and by our lifestyles. So I'm just praying, join with me to pray for others, to take, you know, that focus of all that's happening around the world and, you know, just filling us and frustrating us even more and just start looking for some needs around you. Just start trying to help somebody, minister to somebody. I want to tell you, those little cards that were given out to the community and some to businesses, some were a $50 card, some were a $100 card. And I was really shocked how much people appreciate it. But more than that little gift, they were said to us, thank you that you were thinking of us. Because through this time, we're kind of wondering, I don't think anyone cares. I don't think anybody's even thinking about us. And that was the biggest deal for them. And I think, well, what else could we do then? That we could minister to our people of our community, people who live around us, to show them, you know what, I care. You know what, I notice you. So many people aren't being noticed during this time. They're in need. They need us. So may we carry the signature of God. May God help us to do that. So, Father, Lord, I know this message more or less kind of points right at us. And so, Lord, we repent for those times that, Lord, we just kind of got caught up in everything. And, Lord, we maybe expressed ourselves in a wrong way that wasn't really you at all. And we ask for your forgiveness, Lord, for any of those times that we have. And I pray that, Lord, you would open our eyes to see the harvest, because there is a harvest out there. And I pray that you would help us to see those who are hurting, those who are struggling right now, that, Lord, we could come along somebody with, with, with some good words, some encouraging words, or maybe we could come along someone and, and just 
bless them with something, sometimes with money, sometimes with the uh, gifts. But Lord, I just pray, help us to be sensitive to needs that are happening right around us. Help us be sensitive to people that in the midst of all the things that are happening in our world, it comes down to individual people that are hurting, that are suffering, that are going through difficulties, and they need someone to help them. So God, help us to see what you're seeing right now. Help us to respond as you would respond. Help us to respond that, Lord, as people would look at our response and say, yeah, that's, boys, that's, that's Christian. That's Christian. That, that's of God. Because, Lord, we are your representatives. You tell us that we are your ambassadors. We're supposed to be representing you right now, not ourselves. We're supposed to be representing you. And I pray, God, help us to do that. Help us to align ourselves up with you. That, Lord, we might be the instruments that you would use to bring a mighty and great harvest into our world. Help us, Lord, that we might turn the tide where people maybe have have looked at some of the things of Christianity and say, that's Christianity, I don't want it. That, Lord, we could turn the tide to say, no, that's the Christianity I want. So, God, I pray you would help us to do that. We want to be that light in the midst of darkness. We want to be that light that's shining. We don't want to blend in with everybody else. We want to be a light in the midst of the darkness that's in our world right now that shows people there is hope. There is hope. There is hope. So, Lord, I just pray your blessing now upon each and every one that has been watching us today or here today. I pray that, Lord, that you would strengthen each one of us, that you would guide each one of us. And, and Lord, do help us with our frustrations. We all are frustrated. I'm frustrated, Lord. I don't like all these restrictions and all these things either. But I pray that, Lord, as your word declares, patient endurance until the end, that, Lord, that you would just guide us and help us and bring peace over lives and calmness over lives, that, Lord, we might minister to all the people that are really, really hurting far greater than what we are, that, Lord, open our eyes to see that we might minister to those in need. So, Father, just bless your people as we go today, and we ask in Jesus' name, amen.